Salutations, my Fallout lovers. It is a sick Maddie here with week 48 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, the Line Vault Wanderer. My name is Noah. Um, we were talking a shit ton of business stuff before the podcast. So. Very important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we gotta get so the sick bit it. out of the way so that when we get the inevitable amount of comments, oh my god, what's wrong with Maddie? Maddie, Maddie sounds, sick. Maddie sick. sounds yeah. like absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick, guys. Stop making fun of me. So as always, Sugar Bombed and iTunes down below. One update, we announced that we were originally going to have Katie Townsend, the voice actor of Kate, on the podcast on February 12th, uh, but she's actually not going to be joining us recently. Her grandfather passed away. I don't mean to get all gloom and doom here, but we just wanted to respect that she's going to need some time to get yeah. over that and, and move on. So we will have her on at some point down the line, but uh, now is not the right time. So we do yeah. apologize and we send Katie our love and condolences. Yeah, no need to ask her about it or pressure her about it. She'll yeah. contact us. Yeah, and then yeah. lastly, our timestamps are down below if you want to skip around to any point in the podcast. And then finally, each week we like to try to get a guest on, and uh, this week we decided to forego a guest because this is kind of a, a more sentimental podcast. We're nearing our one year <laughs> anniversary, and when we started this podcast, it was with B three twenty fifteen. It was the surprise E three announcement for Bethesda, yeah. and here we are a year later doing the same exact thing kind of full circle where it all started i thought that was pretty cool so one was like let's get this or that i'm like let's just do us three and like just have yeah, it man like let's that. just do it was fucking nostalgic dude yeah <laughs> i fucking love you guys i fucking i fucking love you guys getting all sentimental and shit this is like so fuck you this is ridiculous it's been the biggest waste of my time in the world i'm just kidding i'm just kidding there's gonna be a comment i've been going back through the comments recently like looking at them because there was a while where I wasn't doing that. And um, I just constantly see Noah's a fucking prick. <laughs> all the time. And I was like, it's just, I don't know. It always makes me laugh. I always try to respond, too. Every time you leave the podcast early, people are like, oh, he doesn't care about the cast. Someone posted on the vlog that I made yesterday. They are like, wow, you didn't leave early. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I thought it was, too. Uh, so anyway. if you guys do want to join us, tweet uh, our handles that are on screen with the hashtag time, answering the following question, what are you expecting at Bethesda's E3 2016 showcase? Yes. So let's move on to the Bethesda News Roundup. It's been a busy week for Bethesda. Let's start off with what I think was pretty fucking shocking. I said that they weren't going to do it, but they, they did do mm. it. Bethesda mm. is hosting an E3 2016 showcase. Exciting. Get yeah. pumped, boys. <laughs> no, I... I I wasn't necessarily surprised that they were doing it again. I think Bethesda's really trying to establish themselves as a big top-tier publisher, you know, a la Activision, or sorry, or EA, or, yeah, Activision. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say EA. I think, well, no, actually, that's a good point. I'm sorry. I was going to compare them to, like, Rockstar, only because they don't spit out shit every other week. Oh, no. You no. know what I mean? But... But they, I'm sure, they, I'm sure they'd like to, so long as the games are top quality. Yeah. It's very interesting, though. I, I didn't expect it at all when they announced it. I'm like, holy shit. So let's start off with some predictions. What do we think we're going to see at E3? Dishonored. Yeah, Dishonored <laughs> no. 2, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see anything Elder Scrolls related. I made that prediction once in the past and it came back to bite me. So <laughs> it's not yeah. uh, Elder Scrolls Online will definitely be at E3. Uh, it was. Yeah. It was on the show floor. It just wasn't in the presentation. Shut up. I, no, I think Fair they had enough. a little segment. I think they did. Announcing some like DLC or something. 
Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I was just watching to give Doom gameplay right now. Well, didn't they announce the Doom release date already? Yep. That was our next news bit, but I thought we were going to make some E3 predictions first. <laughs> no, I was, I was just yeah. saying I was watching Doom stuff. We didn't well, yeah, well, interesting enough, that. I guess we'll kind of mesh the two because people were like, oh, Doom's definitely going to be at E3. And I said, I'm like, no, it's not. They're definitely going to release it beforehand because Doom's been in development for so fucking long. And like yeah. to have it at two E3s, it would start to get that like Ubisoft side effect where it's like always the same games at the conference like year after year. And I think that would have hurt Doom more than helped it, because it had such a big surprise reveal at E3. It left a good taste in people's mouths. They've had some good trailers. So I think releasing it before E3 was the smart move, but also really interesting, because that's one game that they definitely could have used as, like, padding yeah. or something. You know what I wonder else? if they're going to, I wonder if they're going to, like, show off maybe some really gnarly DLC for Doom. Maybe. I, mean, I think DLC for Fallout 4, definitely. That's possible, too. I don't know, um, though. Because they announced the season pass for Fallout 4 in September. And hmm. we've been waiting for details for a while now. I'd be shocked if they made us wait until that point. That's almost... For, that's nine Maybe by later. that point, by that point, maybe it'll be like the last one they'll be releasing. And it'll be like fucking crazy. Yeah. You that's know? True. They could... That's, I never thought of that. Yeah, they could have like a DLC out... You know, like around, around March, and then reveal a new one. The co-op year. DLC. No, oh, I wish Fallout <laughs> Online expanded. Well, I, we talked about this loan when you weren't here. The game isn't built for multiplayer, but we're not going to get into that. We're I know, not, I know, it's but, not built for multiplayer. It's complete. The game loan, the lane, it's not built for multiplayer. I know, I know, it's not like a Borderlands. Okay, just okay. Do, do, do you know what I think we're going to say? Yeah, in, in, <laughs> I lo- in before I love comments saying, so much, I don't get why people don't like Fallout as an online game. I think it would be pretty good. <sighs> it seems like a pretty cool concept. Yeah, but it, fundamentally, it, it doesn't work. There's a reason the mechanics why just none of the work. fan projects that are online-based for Fallout don't take off. Because no one exactly. wants it. Yeah, but, uh, but well, it's, it's not like, that no one wants it. It's that when they play it, it just doesn't work. You yeah, know what right. I mean? Oh, yeah. This kind of isn't that good. Yeah. Well, well, think about yeah. everything Borderlands has to do for it to be called multiplayer. Like, when you exactly. press the pause menu, it doesn't pause. It's the you, little thing. When yep. you go to a different area in the game, everyone has to agree to, or, you know, you can't travel. So, it's things like that that just won't make Fallout Fallout, um, but we'll see. So, in the terms, of, we're assuming Dishonored 2 will be a spotlight, but what kind of surprise reveals I know, do you, I know do exactly you what we're going to get. We're gonna yeah, get. You know exactly what we're gonna get. Okay. We're, we're gonna watch get. What you say, man? <laughs> I'll come back and get you. Rage two. Oh. Get you. We're gonna get a rage two. I'm telling you. You think? Uh, isn't yeah. it tech working on Doom though? I don't give a shit, man. We're gonna get rage. <laughs> okay. No, I don't give a shit either. Yeah, give us rage two. I'm I, I'm trying to set up an interview for PAX East if if Bethesda goes I want to interview them about Doom and I want to end that interview with them being like fucking many interviews where is Rage so professional he's gonna get like pulled off the stage by like a security guard while he's screaming (laughs) trying to get the answer tell me you know like they're like pulling him off (laughs) so how about an actual realistic prediction on what we can Mm. see as a surprise reveal okay Maybe I don't the- see anything as being a surprise reveal, though. Yeah. I see stuff. I see them talking about DLCs. You know what I mean? That's or if so it is crappy. a new reveal or a new IP, it's going to be a while from now. You know, mm. 
And I could. I hope I'm wrong. That, though. They don't really announce You're... stuff in advance anymore. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, ever since Skyrim. Yeah, true. Ever since Skyrim, they, they've kind of taken a 180. Really, more so since 2013, they've they've flipped their publishing game quite a bit and kind of been a leader mm-hmm. in that regard. Because for me, I I'd say the surprise reveal would be like uh, a new IP set in space or something like that. The reason I say set in space is just because there's been so many trademarkings revolving Bethesda and like space mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, I've seen like insiders tweet that Bethesda's publishing, you know, uh, a, a space open world game. That's coming out in 2017. I've seen the trademarks for like the Void Engine and stuff revolving around Bethesda. So, in my opinion, I think that that's what will happen. Also, maybe, and I don't know if they've ditched plans for this, maybe we'll actually get a good Brink game. I know that that was a complete piece of shit, <laughs> no, it's but it, it had a lot of potential. Like, the whole... Just... I, mm. I just want to say on that game, <laughs> never has a game built so... So much hype. That's what I mean. Though. To crash and so burn. hard. Yeah. I knew. I knew a kid who, at the time, I still took the school bus when the game came out. I knew a kid who I sat to every day. Say his name was Sam, and he was so fucking pumped for this game. He was like, "Dude, I got it preloaded. It's fu- I'm fucking ready." And then, like a week later, he comes in and says, like, "Yeah, it's it's not great." You know, and he was like so bummed about it. I don't know. Like, That's a game that would be fun for all three of us to play. You get like six people total. We'll do a three v three brink. Yeah, yep. <laughs> is, is oh, let's, let's get a new uh, Rogue is, Warrior game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, is Brink that uh, what's it called? It's that co op focused game that's like all about like classes and stuff. It's it wasn't a, the AI like really? It's not really co op. It's well, is it co op? No, I thought it was because I get that and Bullet Storm mixed up for some reason. Ah, oh, Bulletstorm, that's a great game. Yeah, yeah Bulletstorm was cool. Um, but, uh, no, Brink was a competitive shooter, uh, oh, PvP really? shooter, where you had... It was almost like Team Fortress, and there was like a lot of customization and yeah. stuff like that. Sort of like Team Fortress. And then, I guess it was either really shallow or like just really imbalanced or something happened like to it. Like, the only but... good thing about it was how you could kind of like leap over objects and that was about it like that was the so <laughs> i remember vault, you could vault things and that's what pushed well, there were, past yeah. other games Hold there on. are I'm people looking at though, there reviews. are people they, there yeah the game got like a six or something like yeah, that or like a three i don't remember it was not ign.com hold on i want to read but like that final section it was yeah it, there it has like a cult following it's okay. it, you know it's there, there are people who definitely like it um, so I see here that Bethesda used to publish Star Trek games. Could that be one of their please. sci-fi games? I don't know. It could be. You never know. No, maybe uh, a Star Trek inspired game, but I don't think a Star Trek. Like I don't think with the the IP. No, mm. I could Online be wrong. Shooter needs variety, depth, and addictiveness to succeed over the long term. Brink might find a niche with some hardcore fans, but it isn't for everyone. I'd love to see more of the parkour gameplay, but one oh, mechanic that's is really enough to carry an entire game. Brink has heart, but the overall package is lacking. Yeah, yeah. That was very nice. That was a nice way to put things. That's a nice, <laughs> nice way to put a piece of shit. <laughs> it, it was so bad that there aren't reviews for Brink, but The Brink, which I guess is a TV show or something like that. <sighs> that's all I'm Shows you how bad it is. Guys, what about a Wayne Gretzky hockey? Can we get that? Yes, yes get please. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky, yeah. Wayne Gretzky uh, Simulator 20, 2016. Wayne Gretzky. It's just like you like wake up like as Wayne Gretzky like shut off an alarm or something. 
take a shower. You know. Oh my god! Well, it's gonna be like a surgeon simulator, like a. <laughs> That'd be great. He's like trying to like pick up the hockey stick, but like a surgeon simulator. It's <laughs> just like, you know. Oh fucking! That actually be really fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, obviously we'll see some battle cry, right? Yeah, uh, I imagine so. I. Dude, just just release that game already, like, like no one cares, you know. Like that's one game from Bethesda. Like, it looks better now, but like I'm just being honest. When I say no one gives a fuck. Like we we just you didn't announce it in the right way with like the CGI trailers. I think that's the wrong way to do it every single fucking time. Mm. Uh, it's just meh. It just looks meh. You know, it doesn't look that good. You guys always clamoring for new IPs, and every time you get them, nah, we're not interested in that. Well, well, well lately, lately, <laughs> lately, I don't, the new I don't IPs clamor and I'm... for new IPs because we're in kind of like the age of sequels. I don't really clamor for new IPs because I know it's See, hard to come up just, with an original we're, idea. We're not, no, we're not in the age of sequels. You're in the age of sequels. <laughs> I mean, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm literally looking. You at You want my, sequels? I'm not saying, but I'm looking at like the game list. Okay, <clears throat> let's see here. XCOM two. Dying Light the Following, Far Cry Primal, Hitman, Dark Souls 3, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted 4, uh, what else? Mirror's Edge, Homefront, you know, like sequels. sequels. This isn't the, okay, it's okay, it's not an age of sequels, it's companies banking off of the success of the previous game. Yeah. That's, that's a, oh, and Fire bleh, Emblem, bleh. sorry, Fire Emblem too. I just want to see new shit, and not just space sci-fi new shit because as as cool as um games like uh shit what was that crown funded game that i'm now forgetting the name of mm, um italian 1944 that's the only crown funded game i can think of it's yeah, a, it's a it's a world war, yeah it's a world war no it's like it, it raised one of like the most uh not no man's sky no what no psychonauts no never mind <laughs> Just never mind. We just listed like the top kickstarting games. <laughs> no, you didn't, because there's one that's like it raised like three a bajillion dollars. Um, yeah, yeah was like you, two point five mil or something like that. Just do shut up. Just do Psycho your. Psychonauts was like three million. Just do your shit. I'll just talk. I'll find it. Oh, okay. Bat- Battalion 1944. Matt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, as for E3 showcase, I, I'm. I'm excited, but, like, yet some people are wondering, you know, is it going to be as good as, as last year's? Ah, uh, it's hard to because... Every- Star Citizen! There we go. There we go. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, Fallout 4 was obviously the big thing last <laughs> time, and I just can't see us getting another game on that caliber, so people might not think it's good, but maybe getting, you know, newer IPs that people aren't necessarily so excited about will be a good thing. Um, I don't know. I think that uh, there might be like an Elder Scrolls remaster there of some form. No, there's always been rumors of Skyrim being remastered, and there are mods out there. People like if you if you want to play Skyrim like remastered, technically, just mod it to hell. And and Bethesda knows that they're not going to waste money on a remaster of their games. And plus, as well, mate, I don't think Bethesda is the kind of company that likes to do remasters because I can't recall one example. Of a remaster that they've done, I could be I wrong. Want re- I want them to remaster Skyrim. I'm gonna be that asshole in the comments. <laughs> I want God. them at least to do Morrowind. I think they should do that, just kind of as a in a Skyrim or engine, or like yeah, like, like in a, a Skyrim style. Not even remaster, but just do an HD 
upscaling for Morrowind. Maybe do like kind of like what what Kotor yeah Kotor two got where it was just an upscaling. Uh, you know, it, it was nothing huge. Just you know, it, it just gave the game some fan treatment and brought a lot of people back in and just updated some things. Mm-hmm. I think that would be cool if they did that for Morrowind, especially because of what that game did for their company. I, I think if they're gonna redo or you know, upscale, please Wayne Gretzky ho- hockey put them on the map, Matt. Terminator. Okay. <laughs> Terminator, yeah. Do you think we could be getting anything Wolfenstein related? Well, that's uh, a good question. That'll lead is, me what? to my other news bit. Good job, Lone. Good segue. You're <laughs> welcome. On GamePressure.com, Wolfenstein: The New Order sequel accidentally revealed by the actress portraying Anya Oliwa. The game is coming out no sooner than 2017. Seems that oh, Wolfenstein Two is a thing. A Polish actress. I can't pronounce her name. I apologize. Who's the voice of Anya up. from The New Order? Revealed she's engaged and works on a sequel to a video game she already started. It happens the only game she was involved in is Wolfenstein The New Order. Mm. Uh, she mentions mm. that as a child she played early installments of the series and especially enjoyed the moment that she could shoot Hitler. Uh, <laughs> oh, as a Polish, a- Polish actress, I could see how that's yeah. something. CBN asked, uh, apart from the movie on set of which we are now, are there any professional challenges waiting ahead for you? To which she responded, yes, I'm still working on a computer game. I already did the first part. Now we're working on the second one. It'll take roughly two years. And then they asked, you're doing it in, you're obviously doing it in the U.S. And then they said, yes, we're doing it in the U.S. According to the actress, the development process will take two more years. So we can expect Wolfenstein 2 no sooner than late 2017. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Can't wait. I still need to play that. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I, I started and then I just got distracted. Um, but I know it's good because I've played it like several hours of it. I see. I can't live with myself like that. Like, I get mad at myself when I think that way. Like, oh, I know it's good, so I'm not going to finish the game. Like, damn it, if it's fucking good, I need to beat this game. <laughs> I don't have... Uh, you know what? You know what? I, I'm not going to get into an argument with you, Maddie. I've had just because lately I've had the urge to actually beat a game because I realized I haven't beaten a game since Fallout 4 and I'm like what the fuck is wrong with me I need to go beat a video game so I'm like trying to beat XCOM 2 like I'm making sure that this is the game I beat <laughs> okay so <laughs> here's yeah. Noah with a random story <laughs> I on. found I found a really funny iTunes review I'm sorry <clears throat> would you like to uh, read it out to us should I should I save it do is we want to do isn't it? Isn't that like a new it? segment that we it's have? It's a little bit of a yeah, segment. Just, it's just a mini segment. I kind of just throw him in. Matt's like, fuck it. you, Noah. He's so mad right now. Oh, um, just do it. Do okay, it. so it is It is the uh, 33rd review we have, and it is by Cheerios35, and it is <laughs> the title is, If you're reading this, it's too late. Noah went to work. <laughs> and then it, it states, this podcast contains an Italian ginger who resembles an offspring of Eric Foreman and Donna Pinciotti. Oh a kangaroo gosh. who has a full-time job, girlfriend, hates cats, and visits tropical islands. <laughs> he also owns a car and a home. And the other guy loves watches and would probably interrupt Todd Howard if he was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that one. No, no, oh, okay. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> that person definitely takes like, notes. Not many people remember yeah. I'm Italian. Like even even my close friends don't think I'm Italian. Uh, not. That's yeah, you're not you're not Italian, Maddie. Uh, apparently, I'm not because of the hair color. That <laughs> <laughs> I know you're Italian because every time you're like, yeah, we had like pasta for for dinner. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking Italian. Pa- pas- pasta, pasta, pasta. 
So let's bounce back to our, our other news bit, or uh, Doom. I want to talk about Doom because I'm 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 a, I'm pretty excited for this game. You know, it's like up there in like my top five most anticipated because I I really liked what I saw and I played the alpha. So it's coming out May 13th. Are you guys gonna try to pick this up? Possibly. Yeah. Try to get an early copy, Matty. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. I, I, okay. I, we can just know. throw that I'm, in. I'm, there, already, yeah. Yeah, I'm already working on that. Yeah, good. Business. People love to hear that shit. We'll just ask out contacts, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Lone's just making me into a business calling, guy now. Anytime I talk to him, I'm just, dude, do you have contacts? Calling, like, Bethesda's, like, customer service. Excuse me? <laughs> is, Todd, is Todd there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I'm wondering, if they had a closed alpha, do you think they're going to have, like, an open beta before Doom's release, like, in May 13th? Like, maybe sometime in April? I don't know. Is Bethesda really like that? Do they like to have open betas? Have they ever had a game where they've well, needed I remember a beta? When, I remember when Wolfenstein The New Order came out. It came with some type of Doom code. I forgot what it was for. I don't know if it was for the alpha or if it was for the beta. I think it was for the alpha because I remember getting two codes because Bethesda sent me one and then I got one from when I, I submitted my, <laughs> my fucking uh, pass from... 2013, I guess, or 2014 hmm. is when that game came out, actually. So, I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll do it. I, I mean, I think they should... They should, I think every game should at least have a beta that actually tries to fix stuff. I hate the betas, you know, and I already know what... Oh, I'm already... I'm about to, I'm like, oh, yeah. you're triggering me. Here we go. No, go but I, I, don't like the, I don't like the promo betas, like the Destiny and the Division kind of stuff. Cause oh, so me, like that, all of Ubisoft's betas? You don't like those? <laughs> Because well, I don't either. What, what game aside from the division recently have they done a beta for? Uh, they did the division. They did uh, Rainbow Six is Ubisoft, right? Or no? Oh, okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Okay, uh-huh. that Rainbow Six. It, that one they was actually, probably an actual beta. Yeah, I was gonna say because that game is very fucking good. I, I the think division, that, however, I feel like is not even close to an actual beta. I feel like that game is just a straight up demo. What do you mean, though? Like you don't. It's think- not a beta. There's a difference between a beta and a demo. Okay, a demo is made to you know, it's a bit of the game you can play, and it's made to promote the game. This, this, this air quote beta. Whereas, okay, well, I'm sorry, I described a demo. A beta is something where it's almost the gold version of the game. However, there's still kinks that need to be worked out. You know, but it's for the most part in a playable state. Ubisoft is just throwing the debate, the beta face on the division so that people feel cool when they play it, you know, <laughs> as is the mistake for a lot of fucking companies. You know, EA did that with the Battlefield stuff. Right. Now, granted, some of them are actually, like, pretty buggy. You know, I'm not denying that, but they don't... I mean, it calling them a, a bit because the division i was playing a updated beta version and there were people falling through the maps and, and lots of bugs and crashes and the game comes out in a month and these are things that need to be fixed so I, i'm thinking it's going to be a buggy launch i just don't see them ironing it out right away first of all let's talk about the division a little bit too matt i want to i want to hear your your thoughts on the division i haven't played it obviously but I, i'm curious as to what you think about it so for those who don't know i went to an event for the division on Tuesday, and got but he's actually getting game. paid for this opinion. So, yep, fifteen hundred. Don't, don't joke like that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's very. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. What's it called? Yeah, but we went out there for this event, and um, they really pulled out all the stops because the. I, I don't know if you guys saw like the videos I posted, but like you know the, the <coughs> fuck the demo area was really <laughs> cool. 
Uh, but I got to, there was like a panel for like an hour, and then I got to play the game for about three and a half hours with uh, some other YouTubers as well as a developer of the game. And the first part I played, I was half asleep because it was just the beta. It was like, you know, I was replaying like the Madison Square Garden mission and all that stuff, and I'm like, okay, I've already seen this before. I swear if they don't like get me something fresh, I'm going to be pretty upset because I've already right. played the beta. Uh, and then... The second half, which was the more interesting half, is when they loaded in our characters at level 20, which is 10 from the cap, and they gave us pretty good gear, and they kind of opened up the map a lot more, added some more encounters, and it seemed like this was the closer to final build of the game, almost, because it had a a lot of uh, extra stuff. There were more side missions popping up on the map out of nowhere, you know, lots of random Mm -hmm. encounters. But anyway, to my opinion, it's... I don't know. It's going to be... And I know this isn't saying much, but I know since it's a competitor, it is actually kind of important. It's going to be better than Destiny. I can almost guarantee that. Okay. Uh, but uh, the the thing I'm worried about is that it seems to also be mimicking Destiny in the wrong ways. Like, they have a challenge mode. There's no, which, Is there any real story? Yeah, there's like three story threads, which is pretty interesting. Oh, okay. Um, you know, they have a main story. Well... I guess they, I mean, they've been saying three, but to me it sounds like four because you have the main story and then there are three like skill trees, like tech, medic, and and security, I think. And each one of those Mm -hmm. you're trying to rebuild in your home of operations or something like that, or base of operations is what it's called. Right. And then there's, like I said, the main story on the side. So like each one of these is its own thing. And there's side missions and random encounters on top of it. So it's it's got content to it. Um, Mm -hmm. When I asked the guy in my interview if you could put a number on how long people are going to spend on the game, he kind That's of dodged. That's a good question to ask. He dodged the question completely. And he was kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, it's a meaty game. You know, he's like, you know, you got three story threads, the dark zone, which is in- infinitely replayable, yada, yada, yada. It's sounded like he was kind of just dodging the question. Cause he, that's right. the question that is something you can't answer. You know what I mean? Like, most right. Well, especially out. as as a game developer trying to trying to promote the game or whoever yeah. this guy specifically was, you know, you're not going to say, "Oh, he probably put a hundred hours in." You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. he's but it's you know he said it's a meaty game. The the thing about it I've noticed is, and again, I haven't played the game, but I've seen quite a bit on it. I've watched it. Um, it it, it looks like there's a lot of bullet sponging. You know yeah. what I mean? It looks like it takes a lot to kill. I agree when watching the game. I, I thought the same thing. But one okay. thing I noticed is that it was... I guess I, I have to admit that it was probably a smarter choice to make them spongy because it encourages you to team up with other people. Because when you do, okay. then killing them isn't that hard because you got you know, right. four people shooting at one guy, so it, it balances itself out completely. To say mm. Not to say that, you know, for me, when I played the beta by myself, I was not in a squad the whole time and I, I got along just fine. Uh, there were some points where I was like, this is ridiculous. You know, there was there was a boss fight that I did at the event, and it was a normal human who was a leader of this faction, but we shot the fuck out of her, all four of us. See, that's High that's, level gear. that's weird yeah. to me. Like, I, I know. That's that's why what started to irk me, too. I was like, this is, like, this is weird to me because, you know, it, it feels like the right thing, but then you get into these boss fights, and obviously you need to upscale them, give them more health. Which makes sense, but they have so much health, and it's like I'm putting forty bullets myself, along with my entire team, putting X amount of bullets in them as well. Realistically, I know it's not the most realistic game, but they should be dead at that point. And right, I, 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 don't and care I think if it's a boss or not, they should they should really work that out too. 
at least for like NPCs, you'd think it would be like, you know, kind of like a three or four shot kill. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if you look at players, you know, when you're in the dark zone and it's PvP, you know, you would, you would, you know, that's where you expect the bullet sponging. But I don't really, I can't expect it with, with just NPCs and it's there, you know, and it's yeah. not, it's not saying the game's like horrible, you know, it's just, it's, it's something I didn't expect, you know. I think, I think the success of the division in my opinion lies on two things and that's you know if they make a decent story i think that should be you know pretty impressive because mm-hmm. then you have all this stuff to do on the side but they better make the dark zone a deep kind of thing because that's like right you know it's Worth fun it. going yeah it's fun going in there and like not knowing if someone's going to shoot you or team up with you right. like you know that's really intense and fun um, but if it's just a PvP zone, you know, I get it, but I think it would be cool to kind of do what Dying Light did, where it was like, you know, you have those nighttime missions that kind of add right. that extra r- risk, where I think it would be cool if they had Dark Zone missions that add that risk, where it's like, if you complete this, you know, it's going to be worth your time, but you also have the risk of other players shooting you. Mm-hmm. So I think, That's... What, based off what I saw, it's it's not a bad game, it's just, you know, I'm I'm definitely skeptical. Right. Okay. It, it looks it looks like an interesting game, and and I I feel like it could go either way. You know, it could either be really cool, and I I feel like the game's probably gonna get like a solid eight. Yeah. You know, that would be. But fair. I could be wrong. You know, I, I could be wrong. Like a solid eight to seven point five. But I, again, I could be wrong. That's you mean a seven point five to eight? Seven point five to eight. Yeah. <laughs> thank thank you, Lone. Thank you, Lone. <laughs> You've really contributed to this fucking conversation. Yeah. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> So, but, I guess that wraps up. <laughs> I can't even know what had, the division has nothing to do with Bethesda. I guess that wraps up our. No, but you know it's news. People, yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. Fucking, that's true. they'll listen, assholes. Fuck you all. I'm just kidding. Talk I'm about Fallout. <laughs> so, as for what we're playing in our favorite news bit, it's been a pretty eventful week in gaming in general, from what I've noticed. Uh, if one of you yeah. guys would like to go first, I, I have something I'd like to talk about, and. Um, okay. So there was an article the other day about a new gaming house opening up in, I think it's Sydney, Australia, and it's essentially Asus or yeah, Asus, Asus. They're sponsoring Asus. a um, League of Legends team, and they've opened up a new house for them to to train okay. effectively and um, you know to stream and whatnot. And there's also another article that I saw about um, how is it's going to be a a new new company on the Australian stock market which solely focuses on esports and all of those things are just combining together to show that esports is really taking over the world mm-hmm. and I, I don't I don't even watch it like I don't watch competitive COD or CSGO or LOL or whatever but I think it's it's a good thing but I'm still wondering whether there's still that stigma even in the gaming industry and by gamers as to whether esports is actually legitimate I, I, I think um, we should be embracing of it, but I don't know what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think esports are cool, but when I see these videos of like dudes like screaming and getting up and like pounding their chest like they just scored a goal or something like that, it's like it's a little cringy in my opinion. Because but, I'm but like, don't, don't you do that if you like get a really hard achievement on a game or something? I've done it. I don't get up and like. I don't know, maybe because I just sit in my room by myself when I play games, but like I don't get up and like openly react to stuff. I'm just saying, for me, it's a little weird when they're. Uh, I'm gonna sound like an asshole when I say this, but I'm trying not to. But Go I'm just, on. I'm openly Go on. admitting I sound like a scumbag when I say 
esports is its own thing and it's not a sport. Okay, when when I see these guys getting up and and doing things that you see in normal sports, uh, I, I just I shake my head. Look, to some I, degree. I, I think the whole whether is esports a sport argument is just a bit redundant. I mean, who cares yeah. if it's technically considered a sport or not? The fact is is that it's extremely popular. It draws in crowds and there's money there now. I think that that's what makes it legitimate as opposed to whether you can consider it a legitimate sport. And what we need to remember is that the definition is eSports, which means electronic sport. So obviously something that's online could technically be considered a sport because these guys have to train for it. They're not athletes in the traditional sense. But like you know, the def- definitions change over time and the sports definition is very loose in and of itself and it could be extended to embrace that. Yeah. I mean, it's a very touchy. It's a touchy subject whether or not to consider esports actual sports. But I, I think that's that's not the, like the main debate that we should be having. I think we should be hmm. having the debate as to whether esports is like a legitimate thing and people can make careers off it or make money from that's it. A which fair you point. can. I, I think it is. I'm just yeah. saying that. Like, uh, and once again, not not this time. I'm genuine saying I'm not trying to sound mean, but like when I think athlete, you think of someone who's in good shape, you know. But with esports. You could be overweight, unhealthy as fuck, but a very talented, quote, athlete in that mm. game. You're an e-athlete. Yeah, you're an e-athlete, which is totally different definition. But that that's kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Uh, where I, I respect what it is and I, I fully embrace it, but I don't treat them like it's an actual sport. But I think it's a good thing because it's something that uh, I think a lot of gamers have trouble getting into normal sports, which I totally understand because it took me a while to get into sports. I... I, I I encourage getting into real sports, but if you don't, I kind of get that. And that esports right. is that segue into, oh, this is the fun of like intense competition and rooting yeah. for a team you enjoy and feeling that like euphoria when they win or pull off something amazing, you know? Yeah. That mm. stuff's cool. Well, I mean, just remember back to when you did game battles and stuff like that. I don't yeah, mean that in a mean way. Just like, but just like that back when you did it and stuff. And, and I did it too, you know? Um, I, I just think like, it's no matter how you cut the, or slice it. It's just a good thing that bigger companies like ESPN, for example, are covering this. They're, they're taking it seriously now, and how because it, well, it gives that those. I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish talking. I totally no, no. I was, I was just going to say like how just you know people in the general world are now sitting up and, and taking an interest and, and recognizing that this is actually a thing. I, I can't see how that's a bad thing to the gaming industry. I mean, right. it's bringing I more viewers. I, I guess it's people, like even well, gamers, are considering esports to be a like there's still a stigma attached to it. I think from the comment, the there, there are people who look at it and see it as kind of a joke. Exactly, you know what I mean. But, but I mean, anything that's competitive is always going to have people. You know, like Matt, you jokingly said like soccer is you know is just a bunch of people diving. You know, yeah, I mean, good yeah. point. But 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 it's like there's always going to be someone who's going to be like, well, that's just dumb. You know what I mean? Mm. You know. But what but, I don't get is how gamers could think that you know what i mean yeah like i can understand if someone on the outside like for example that espn commentator that was like if we ever do esports on this i'll quit or whatever and now i don't think he has a job anymore but i don't understand how gamers that love this industry no matter what aspect of it it is and still think esports is a silly thing Mm -hmm. that's what i don't get um again i don't even watch any of these things i don't take in particular interest in it but you've got to appreciate that it's great for the industry i just for a while i had a heavy interest in counter-strike but i kind of backed off on that 
I like, like I saw some Counter Strike um, streams like by the professionals. They're, they're fucking insane. Like the it's stuff fun to watch, do. but yeah, they're like trying to get to that level or even good at the game. Like and I say that with air quotes. It, it fucking it's it takes forever. It just it feels like it does at least. Well, that's why that they're at the top making money. Well, and that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. I mean, everything takes practice to be good at. You know. But anyways, I just thought it was interesting. It is. What are you playing? <sighs> no, oh, Maddie, sorry. you were saying? Uh, I was just saying it. It kind of brings me, <laughs> brings like Noah said. It kind of brings me back to my game battles day, where I I understand to uh, you know a pretty high degree what those guys are going through because I think right when Noah and I stopped playing game battles, you know, is when esports really started took to blow off. up. Mm. Yep. And uh, I've said this before, not in like a a, f- a silly way. I'm, I'm pretty proud of it, but like Black Ops One was kind of like my big game, you know, that was uh, mm. when I played competitively on that game, I was on a game battles team that was second in the ladder and we were like 80 and five, you know, and uh, we were pretty proud of that. And like, you know, at this point now game battles is a site where like you play for money. You, you don't play for free anymore. That wasn't a thing when we, when, yeah, yeah. it was like very rare that that would happen. You know, but nowadays, though, don't you have the COD World League where anyone playing can actually get into? Like, it's kind of like a soccer Premier League thing where you can actually start to play the pros if if you're that good enough, and you just mm-hmm. you just at home playing. Isn't that a thing? I believe so. I'm just saying yeah. all that. Like, I can relate because I mean, when when we played, it was kind of like a pride thing. You know, you just wanted to yeah. be the best. Uh, right. Where I, I kind of understand. No one ever was. <laughs> well, and we were also right at that age where we had a, you know, we were in high school. We had enough time, enough free time to come home and be able to play, you know, and it's like trying to do that now. And everyone's is, gone is through not that. An easy like thing. everyone started a clan, started battles and shit like that. And, and, it was and we have to remember that there are people who, we were, you know, Matt and I, you know, when we were in high school, there are people there now in this version, you know, in this version of game battles and competitive play, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. much bigger now. How I mm-hmm. my hand on my desk, mm-hmm. but yeah. And, um, and in terms of what, what I was, getting. I was, I've actually been playing something, and I and I cannot remember for the life of me what the fuck have I been playing? Hold up, I'm opening Steam. Bear with me, people. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I've been playing Skyrim. Yes, I've I've been playing Skyrim. Um, I modded it with like an E and B and stuff. This is the first time I've actually used an E and B, and mm. it's just amazing. Like I, I didn't you realize E and B for like Fallout. Never. Oh boy. I used like just asset enhancing graphics or whatever, like you call it, but um, never an actual E and B. But holy shit! Like I, I even now have an E and B with Fallout Four, and it's it's just great. I love it. Um, yeah, what else I've been playing? Um, I think that's about it. Skyrim, though, huh? Skyrim, Now, yeah. Now, are you, like, are you being, like, how everyone's kind of been talking about lately, where, like, you beat Fallout 4, you're like, damn, I want to explore more, and you go back to Skyrim, or were you just like, I'm in the mood for Elder Scrolls right now, and just... I, I was just in the mood for it, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Maddie, I've been oh. playing Metal, Ge- Metal Gear a lot more. I, I stopped for, like, two weeks, and then I got back into playing it again, so I've yep, kind you of... haven't been- finished it yet? No, well, I take my time. I do a lot of the side ops and stuff like that. Okay. So, like, I'll play a story mode and then spend three hours doing side side ops. Um, I also play the game. What's like, your what's your, your like percentage completion or whatever? I think eight. I got to like thirty. I'm at, I'm at sixteen hours and I eight percent. Oh, but 
James really need to keep doing that. I like the whole percentage. I, well, and that's what I, I like that this game has so much to it. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't had a chance yet still to play Metal Gear Online. Um, but my most recent endeavors in the game consist of me attaching C4 to the front of my car. Or like <laughs> a little car game. And, and I just drive it into like a base <laughs> and blow it up. Yeah. But I play the game like I play GTA. I just not fuck around because I still do like objectives. But like, you know, it's fun to look at something and then be like, okay, I can do whatever I want with this. You know what I mean? And then yeah. come at it anyway. And I think Metal Gear does a really good job about that. I love the, uh, so. what are they called? Like, Sylphlums or something like that? Where you, like, attach so the... Fun. Yeah, you attach, like, the, the parachute to someone and they, like... And that's oh, yeah, and they go, the they go, base. like... And they go, like... And you hear them go, like, ah! <laughs> I guess they, like, they just fade out. <laughs> yeah. And when you do it to animals, the animal, you hear, like, the animal sound fade out. I don't yeah, know. I have I like my, uh, my helicopter, my helicopter music... Anytime it picks me up, I have it, all the kids in America play. So it's like, all the kids in America, whoa. You know that song? <laughs> it, it plays anytime it picks me up. It's really awesome. That song reminds me of that Jimmy Neutron movie. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jimmy that Neutron. That, that takes me back. Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> G- Jimmy, uh, the pizza is aggressive. Are <laughs> <laughs> you bit going up. to finish that croissant? Um my news bit. Uh. Uh, <laughs> I don't really have a news bit. I know what you want to honest. Yeah, just bring it up. Just do it. Well, I don't even know what you're talking about. You, what? You raised it before the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, How did he forget? How did he forget? My what? The Fine Bros. Oh, the Fine Bros stuff? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about it? N- not in depth, but... That whole thing is a big pile of steam and horse <laughs> shit. Um, the, see, what, what happened was they had an idea that from a business point of view was a good idea. But to say it to a bunch of people who who may not know all the things that's going on behind the scenes with it was the horrible idea to that. You know what I mean? And they also went about it. The, the video had a tone that was just a really snarky, assholey tone. Uh, and to be honest, a lot of those uh, those uh, Fine Bros videos, those reaction videos, kind of piss me off. Because every time I watch it, there's always someone who's like, you know, like, oh, like teens react to a Game Boy commercial or something like that. You know, and it's a bunch of asshole 14-year-olds watching, like, the heart and soul of what they play video games on. You know, like, oh, this just looks dumb. Why would you ever play this? Ooh, how did they enjoy it? Like, go fuck yourself, you you, you know, you... Jesus shit. Christ. Ugh, I hate those kids. I hate when they're just ass. Like, I don't know if you saw the teens react to the NES. I did. Or something like that. Didn't that video make you unreasonably angry? Because it did me. Yeah, it does. But, like, it, it, it's a comedic thing, right? Like, No, I didn't. I was wow. like, this is bullshit. <laughs> right, okay, well, let's put it this way. If you were 14 and reacted to, I don't know, the fucking, the Pong, very first game, the Pong or whatever it is, wouldn't you Pong? think the same? No, I was like, "Shit, that's pretty crazy." Those but, are building blocks. But there were kids that were like that. But you didn't. You didn't. Like there was one kid where it's like, "Yeah, this is where it started." Da da da. I have one at home. And then there was some kid with a backwards hat on and spiky hair. <laughs> like, that's like dumb. And he had like an orange jumpsuit on with joggers because he was that kid. <laughs> you know, like, but really is that kid? They have like yeah. wide framed glasses too. I don't know. I, don't, I was just describing someone who looks like an asshole. I don't know if it was there was specifically a kid like that. I don't remember. 
Both. But I just remember being annoyed. Like, yeah. but I don't know. As for me, what I'm playing this week, uh, XCOM Two. It's. I mean, I played a lot of Division this week, technically, but like I started XCOM Two when I got my review code on Thursday. And I spent a lot more time than, like I said, no, I spent a lot more time in the character creator than I'd like to admit. Cause you I made like it. characters of all of us. He made it, yeah, he made uh, characters of all of us. That's awesome. Yeah, I, made, including I made myself, I made Lone, I made Noah, I made Nissan, Ellie. No, that was, uh, that was, what's his name? That was Monty. But I made Monty. I, like I made the, uh, like people who are signing up on Sugar Bomb. Like I said, you know, if you leave like a description to yourself, I'll make <laughs> you and put you in my game. Uh, but yeah, like I made Trex. I'm I'm actually on a mission right now, rescuing uh, Nowhere Man. <laughs> I'm, actually, <laughs> I'm actually extracting him. He's a VIP. Nowhere Man and Trex are like jumping up and down at the thought of this right now. <laughs> I, I wanted to read. I wanted to read the character bio that you made for me. I want to read everyone's character bio, but I don't. I only have mine right now. So e- each character bio, Matt, you made. You typed out a bio for each character you made, right? Mm-hmm. So this one's mine. Okay. This nerd is fucking super hot chicks, and basically you're just a fucking weeb. Want to know how? Click here. And then under it, it says, also start as Chris and Sleeper, uh, wait, also start as Chris and Sleeper hit until dawn before his alien invasion. I'll, I'll read out mine, because I thought mine was funny as well. Uh, somehow a kangaroo made, it, made his way into the army. Don't even ask. We don't even know his name or what he looks like. He seems to have a secret obsession with holding everything close to his chest. Perhaps we should rally the troops to do a face reveal or something. That should work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That's excellent. That's Nissan's excellent. is uh, innovation that excites Nathan's ability to crowd control, learn through moderating. Maddie's Twitch chat has led him to being one of the most useful soldiers when it comes to taking on large groups of enemies. In between moves, you will likely see him vaping. <laughs> Matt, what? <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I don't even know what to say. Like, oh, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. That's, like, I wanted to buy this game purely to do that. Like, just fuck with the characters, but... I couldn't bring myself to do it, but... For Trex, it was once a weeb, always a weeb. Trex is born and raised in anime, taking inspiration from his favorite stories. He has crafted himself into a respectable soldier. He's wearing a fucking fedora. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. This this is a fedora. Uh, Oh god, it's brilliant. Yeah, but that's kind of the beauty of XCOM 2. As for the game itself, you know, it's kind of... uh, I mean, it's it's hard. Yeah, there there have been I've been getting my fucking shit pushed in sometimes because they they'll just ambush you from like both ends, and you're like, someone's going to die here. Who am I going to prioritize and make sure they'll they'll escape this battle alive? And like, you get this like weird satisfaction. It's like, yeah, I beat the mission, but fuck, I lost like a soldier. Uh, it's really crushing, but it also feels so good when you like outsmart someone. I know we're alive. Yeah, are we are we alive? Yeah, you got. I mean. Well, here's the thing, is that you make characters in a character pool, and then when I randomly get soldiers, sometimes they're you guys. So, Nissan was in my starting squad, uh, a, a user on Sugar Bomb, Jack Blade, uh, Cole Wiley, these are people who were in my starter squad as well. Uh, I gotta make Todd Howard and Pete Hines next. That's what I gotta do when I start the game back up. Yeah, make them both wanna, like, their mission is to kill you. Like, make yeah. them that in bio. Uh, can can yeah. you have them have like theme songs? For, so for Todd Howard, it's like sweet little lies <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, 
For me, I want it to be. I want it to be like a like nightcore, some creepy Japanese shit. Or no, make that Trexes. <laughs> but <laughs> the, uh, But what I, I, I it sounds weird, but like I really think in XCOM two the battle chatter it's so fucking cool. Like, is it uh, is it still creepy? Because it wasn't XCOM. It was always like, like weird. But it's, it sounds real. But like some dude was having like a panic attack in my squad because like sometimes when you get hit by like a specific alien right. it triggers like a panic thing and like the way he was just hyperventilating and stuff like it was just so <laughs> no, it was so believable though and i was like holy fuck this guy's freaking out right now and the best <laughs> Sir, one though is because i soiled I, myself <laughs> the, the best one though was i is when you share stories like me and uh scribe slendy were talking john and uh he john. was like uh jonathan stewart Oh, I didn't need his full name, Matt. Oh, I, I thought you said, like, John in the question mark. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, like, we're sharing stories, and I'm talking to him, and, I'm, and, like, I'm playing XCOM 2, and, like, his guy goes into a panic attack, and sometimes they make the right moves, but this time John, like, fucking sprints out into the battlefield. He's like, holy fuck, get me out of here! And he, like, goes behind cover and, like, <laughs> shoots at an alien, completely misses. He almost died. He had one health left, but, like, I, I'm messaging him. I'm like, your guy just fucking lost his shit, and, like, then, like, you bring him back to home base, and he's, like, gravely wounded, and he's, like, suffering from, like, some PTSD, so, like, I can't use him for, like, X amount of rounds or something like that. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's telling me, he's like, yeah, you just got your face melted. He's like, you've, you've missed, like, some of the most key shots on my team. And he's, like, saying that my guy, like, got, like, <laughs> he his just best... shit on everybody. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, basically, you got my best recon killed. You know, you missed the most easy shots. It's only your guy. He's like, you finally died, but you're in my clothing facility, unfortunately. I'm like, oh, gosh. I can't wait till Lone and I are in your squad, like, active squad. That's going to be great. <laughs> like, I want to hear all me, that like, shit. I'm trying to, like, push through if someone dies to, like, keep playing. But it's gonna oh. be so hard because I spent so much yeah. time making people. Well, that was the thing. In, that was the thing in, in XCOM One, though. Like you'd get someone. I remember I had a, a sniper who was so leveled up. She was like, she was crazy. You know, it was beautiful, and and she was like destroyed. I, like it was like a random gen like mutant came up to her or whatever. I don't remember exactly what happened. Anyway, she died. End of story. And it, it was like, it was so devastating to me because I had to start from like square one with a new sniper and I was like, fuck this. You know, and it, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like when they die too, they're like, ah, oh, he's like, one of us is down. Like they, everyone falls out. <laughs> like the voice acting in the game is really good in my opinion. Uh, yeah, let's no, get all no, of them on the podcast. Then. I wish. Noah that's, doesn't die though. It turns out he just leaves early for work. <laughs> <laughs> just leave the battle early. <laughs> I gotta go, guys. Yeah, that'd be beautiful. Uh, Someone should make a Photoshop oh of like God, of time like... number three. I'm gonna fucking. I'm sorry, John. This fucking I'm sorry, I'm neck. sorry. <laughs> this is a great podcast. Go ahead, talk, asshole. So, for my favorite news bit, it's uh, the reveal <laughs> of Lego Star Wars: The Force. Oh, here Fuck we go. you! That was so <laughs> worthless. We're, we're not talking about this. <laughs> I'm Why? Joking. Are you I'm joking. Just... I'm joking. You're telling Go me ahead. that there wasn't like a little bit of excitement when you saw that? Like, yes, Lego Star Wars is back. No. Wait, is it? Is it just? The, I, th- I thought it was only the Force Awakens, though. It is, but I'm saying Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Is see, back. okay, that's what. Because the other Lego Star Star Wars, it was like all of them in one game. Yeah. Whereas this is just three. the Force Awakens. I mean, <laughs> I'm disappointed, Matt. You're not excited at all. I haven't, it's been a, well, considering the Lego games on PC are horribly optimized, no, I'm not excited. Uh. Like, 
I think I feel like Lego Star Wars is something everyone can get behind. Like you feel like the DC ones and the Marvel I, ones are if I could get it, out. If I could get it for a console, I'd be fucking thrilled, but I just don't. So I'm this is a personal thing. It's not like a, the game's gonna suck. It's just I know it's gonna be bad it's optimized. Game, on so you can you can get it for whatever system you want. It's gonna be on Vita. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you and Greg Miller can play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Greg Miller. <laughs> you still won't return your call calls, will he? So why don't you get on like the 360 or something? All right, Matt. I, why are you Why are you trying to? I, I'm not going to get it. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> it, I just I, I don't have. I mean, it looks fun. I probably have fun with it. I just don't fucking. I, 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 what's your, what's I don't. Man? What's wrong with you? What's your What's your problem, man? Make sure you're like pushing me in a cafeteria. Like, what's your fucking problem? <laughs> Play Lego. What's your problem? You gotta make me bro? drop like you got me make me drop like my milk. Like shit, man. I was man, drinking shitty that. fucking milk cartons they gave us. That was like I always got chocolate. Squares. And then there was like Connor would get like strawberry or something, and I'd be like, "You're <laughs> yeah, fucking like, disgusting." Yeah, Connor. I was gonna say, "Wait, wait, that's so weird." Strawberry milk? That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either you Connor like, or Ivan would be a like, chicken Yo. patty." I'm like, "So you wash that down <laughs> with strawberry milk?" <laughs> oh my god! Wait, did you say Reese's in a chicken patty? Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so many flashbacks of lunch are hitting me at once right now. Oh, Jesus. Remember that time an uh, individual who her name remained nameless? Uh, she spit all over me while laughing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and sad. she totally didn't need to. Yeah, she like Fucking did bitch. it for dramatic Anyways. effect and just spit. Oh, God. I'm, and I, I give Noah so much props to this day because Noah didn't yell at her or anything, but she just let loose with her drink on him. Like, she and like, it, it was like it was like apple juice, too, so it was, like, sticky. And I was just like, oh, you just, fucker. I remember his initial reaction. He was just sitting there, and he took off his glasses, like, started wiping off. He's like, okay. And, like, got up and just left. And <laughs> I went to go, like, clean up. He's like, okay. Like, that was not necessary. That was a little funny. Oh, It was just like a... Oh. My best yeah. lunch memory was easily <laughs> with eighth grade lunch when like Connor had a Reese's stick. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. And fucking like everyone's fighting over it. Connor's like, no, no, stop. And it like pops up in the air and just slides <laughs> under the Gatorade refrigerator. And it's just stuck under there. And no one can touch it. And so Noah had to get up and go buy him a new one. <laughs> and Noah left his twist bar on the fucking table. <laughs> And he's just standing on line, and all of us are just breaking his twigs into pieces and slamming it. You guys are like and smashing it. Oh my god. And I was just forgot. standing on line from a distance, just staring at us with the most stern face. Like, you guys like, are insane. Why I was my so mad. I was just watching this happen, and I hear like, boom, 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 which is everyone's fist hitting the fucking lunch table, and my twigs is like shattered. And I'm just staring. Like, I look so heartbroken. Oh my god. This is only funny to Matt and I. I know it is, but still. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Anyways. That was so funny. Oh, shit. That was fucking hilarious. Do you have any good lunch stories, mate? Lone. (laughs) Lone's like, well, one time I ate lunch at school. That's about it. Fuck off. (laughs) No, I don't, unfortunately. I know why you're being quiet, but you realize so many viewers are gonna be like, "What does Lone sound like? He just wants to jump off a bridge right now, or some shit." Or they'll be like, oh, "Or they'll be like, why are Matt and Noah talking about a fucking lunch table?" That <laughs> could be it too. 
Oh god. No one being cried. So I'm not still. Oh man. I gotta regroup after that. Yeah, that was funny. So on to our viewer questions. <clears throat> the first one is from at Dan Dorn Hecker. It's an interesting handle. Will any of you be trying to attend E3 this year? Uh, I can't make it, unfortunately, because it's in America. I, yeah, I doubt it for me, but I'd like to, but I don't think that it's going to happen. Matty? Uh, I, my plan was to, because I know Ubisoft offers to fly people out to E3. Uh, my plan was to hopefully like get a separate one for Noah and then meet Lone there. do that. I'd be one hundred percent down if they'll if they'll be willing. Yeah, as as we shit on them earlier in this podcast, but yes, we'll use them for free. Stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are gonna be like, "Wow, you guys are fucking assholes." This is the business, baby. This is how it works. <laughs> if they could fly me from Australia, I'd be very happy. <laughs> they're gonna listen to this and be like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, and they're just gonna like cross the names no, on no. the list. Todd, Todd's gonna be like, "You know, we, we, we gotta get these guys out here." I still picture them all huddled around a computer, like watching it or like sent in a company email, like, hey, check these guys out. <laughs> you know, and Todd listening guys. to it, like, I fucking hate these kids or something uh. like that. <laughs> he writes it in a little, like, book. <sighs> like, he's gonna off. <laughs> <laughs> but if we, were, if we were to go, that'd be a good time, though. We it would be real. Like, Brian and Courtney, at least. Yeah, I get Brian. I wouldn't even lie. I walk up straight to Brian and just give him a hug. Yeah, yeah. I, by the time, by that time, dude, I'd be twenty-one too. Go Good out to point. a bar, Good you know. Point. Maddie, will you be twenty-one? Uh, no. When E three happens, I will be like a like a couple of days shy of being twenty-one. Oh, <laughs> you're joking! You're joking! That sucks. Well, Brian yeah. and I will take plenty of pictures for you. You know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to hang <laughs> out, and drink, and drink some pop. I'm going to be really awkward and, like, be like, Brian, I'm going to stay at your house. And then, like, walk around his house with, like, only boxers on drinking out of, like, the orange juice container, like, and in his, in his like, <laughs> kitchen. And you're like, looking, like, watching TV. Hey, Brian, you want to get me a bagel, man? I'm <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> hey, bud. <laughs> you, want, you want to get me a brew? Like, so obnoxious about it. Oh, oh my God. God. But you walk into his living room and it's a framed photo of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another yeah. great question. I'm kind of scrolling through my Twitter feed. Brandon Bennett asks, "I have a raccoon that's been egging into my garbage cans outside. Any tips on how to get rid of it?" Um, set a trap for it. So, so <laughs> why why did you pick this question? Um, <laughs> so basically, you you want to construct a pipe bomb. Okay. Oh, God. You can. I'm sure it's on any ISIS website. You can probably oh, figure it out. Here we go. And then, and then put it in the trash can, okay? And uh, blow it up. You can do what my dad does. He's a fucking weirdo. He uh, <clears throat> we, we occasionally get the, the squirrels on our deck that eat from the uh, the bird feeder. So my dad gets really triggered, and he'll grab his BB gun and he'll sit in the recliner and just just watch into the distance to make sure no squirrels come onto the deck. And when he sees one, he's like, got you, you son of a bitch. And, like, he'll get up and, like, cock his fucking BB gun and, like, slowly open the side door and just point the gun out and just shoot him in the ass. 
Oh my god. I picture your dad like the lone wanderer, like, I fucking got you, you son of a bitch. Like, and he gets up and he's like, I'm gonna get you. Like, I picture him from like an old Warner Brothers co- like cartoon or something. You know? Oh, jeez. I saw, I like walked out of my bedroom and I just see him like, like just peering into the distance with like a BB gun in his left hand. He's just looking at the deck. I'm like, what are you doing? Waiting for squirrels. <laughs> I'm so, oh god, I'm sorry. I'm imagine it's just because it's Matt's dad, and to me it always makes it so funny. <laughs> oh god, I want to say his name, but I can't. But I, oh Jesus. Anyway, question. Uh, do you think there will be a tale of the three wastelands mod? If you do think it will be, if so, do you think it'll be coming to consoles? No Is way it would come to console. No way. How yeah, would that no. work? Yeah, that's that second part. I don't know why I even included that. But three, a tale of the three wastelands. Imagine that. That'd be pretty mm. cool. Mm. I think it would make sense to link Fallout three and Fallout four. That would make sense. I don't know why. Like, mm. yeah, I, mean, I know it's an updated version. I mean, they're different engines technically, like same engine but like updated versions. So I don't know if they'd actually be able to connect. I'm sure they would. Like, I'm sure modders will figure it out. They're fucking smart. Yeah, modders are just fuck, fuck mod. Yeah, let them do shit. They're good. <laughs> Uh, My stomach hurts from laughing. (laughs) Captain Abrams 42 asks, how do you think Bethesda's conference at E3 will be different from the last? I guess we can't. I don't think they'll announce Fallout 4. Yeah. Clever. (laughs) I think it'll be. It was already announced beforehand, so that wouldn't be too different. Alright. Go fuck yourself. It's obviously different because it's not their first, so we're, we're not, like, ex- I, I don't know, for me personally, I'm not expecting, like, huge punches they're throwing because, you know, the, when they did their first one, it was special because it was their first. Now, I think people are just like, oh, yeah, Bethesda's a big publisher, so they're doing another conference. I think we're going to start to get into that routine. Like, I don't necessarily look at, for example, EA's or Microsoft conference and get that hyped for it. So I think people will be less hyped for this one. So you honest. think it's kind of... If we Now that I think about it, you did mention this earlier. You think they're kind of going to go into the standardized format? Like they're going to up their polishing game and kind of be like a presence every year? I think they have showcase. to. I think they have to be, to be honest. Um, you know, if, if Bethesda want to grow and they want to be a top-tier publisher, E3 is still one of those things that, you know, companies have to attend and they have to yeah. have a presence at. Although Rockstar doesn't go to E3, right? Not necessarily. Yeah, they don't. Um, but they don't release yeah. that many games, do they? Um, Not really. I mean, but like, it's wait, hold up. What do you mean, like Rockstar, the publisher? Like, I'm, uh, I'm confused. Well, they're a well, publisher. Isn't that yeah. Take Two? Well, okay, yeah, Rockstar. Rockstar technically is yeah, it's a development studio. Take Two is the publisher. Yeah, because Take Two. You know what's funny though? You ever everyone's pocket? They're you ever noticed though? Well, but you ever notice though when when whenever you launch a Rockstar game, it doesn't stay. It doesn't say like Take Two. You know what? Like Borderlands, you play and it says Take Two. You know, like you'll see a little screen that says it. You never see that in Rockstar, or at least in GTA Five, you don't. And I know Take Two is involved with them. Mm. You know, I just thought that was interesting. Well, let's have a look at the. Actually, you know what? Take Two is probably big enough to be able to have a conference of their own. So I don't know why they don't. Yeah, but it, it, Rockstar wouldn't be inside of that. Like it. Well, yeah, no, I always wondered why 2K never did anything. They they should. I think they sh- they they should get involved. They they publish enough games every year. Yeah, it's it's just <sighs> obviously a really really big thing to do. I mean, 
think about how much time and effort it takes to do a yearly presentation. Mm, and unless it goes on you if you do it right. Yeah, true. Very true. Anyway. Uh, Dog Meaty asks, what are your thoughts on Todd Howard winning a Sorry. Lifetime Achievement Award? It just works. Uh, <laughs> it's neat. Yeah, it just, it just fucking works. Honestly, well, like, good on him, I, though. He, he's done a lot of good work. Mm-hmm. Can't deny I it. I think it's interesting, because some people were saying it's bullshit because of Fallout 4, but they're it's like, not, why didn't, why didn't not, someone... No, look Project at all the Red? other shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, everyone's like... Oh, why didn't CD Projekt Red get one? I'm like, this is just proof on how much people live in the now. I'm like, Todd, even if you could argue that Fallout 4 isn't that great of a game, he's mm. made, like, three Game of the Years in a row. And it's, like, yeah. changed the genre each time. Like, uh, are you are you stupid? Are you dumb? Like, you, that's... His entire lifetime has been spent innovating and changing shit. That's why he got the award. Mm. CD mm. Projekt Red... Could be a one and done. They could just do The Witcher Three fantastically, and yeah. then Cyberpunk or whatever that game is could suck, and they, they yeah. could just be a one pump chump. Mm. One pump chump. Yeah, but, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> but I also don't think that to get one of these awards <coughs> that you necessarily have to work on hundreds of games. Yes, he's only worked on a handful, but The Elder Scrolls is huge, and 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 is that it's such a really really good series and even i can appreciate that and not having played it all that much um and also the way he like i don't know if you guys have listened to a couple of his um keynotes the way he got into bethesda like he was still in school and he went to the bethesda office he said and he said literally i'm gonna work here one day and then when he got out of school he got the job there and then you know the rest is history he applied there a couple of times originally i remember yeah and and then he was hired initially as a intern to deliver deliver coffee um and Massage the developers' uh, oh, balls. Um, <laughs> well, that's clearly not true. I'm just kidding. None of that's true. After playing Wayne Gretzky hockey, he requested a job in the <laughs> office. He encountered yeah. each day. Like, that's inspired, inspired by Wayne Gretzky's wonderful development. You know, it was just it was magic from then on. So he was rejected twice from Bethesda. Huh. Hmm. It's a little shocking. But they, look, they, they must feel really stupid. No, no, no. So, like, he was rejected and was told that he needed to finish school as a prerequisite. Requisite. And then after completing school, he went back and it was rejected again. And then he was finally able to get a job in 1994. He's been there Couldn't. ever since. Imagine if he left. Imagine if he never applied for the third time. He was obviously, like, incredibly passionate about it. And, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, I'm having a mind blank right now. I guess persistent is the best word. Yeah, um, and the fact that he's able to go from a nobody in that company that was rejected, rejected twice to becoming the fucking game director, it's, a, it's an incredible achievement. And I think any, any developer should be looking up to Todd Howard. Even, like, even if you don't like the open world genre or the games that he produces, you still need to appreciate his, his craft and what he's done. It's, you know... He effectively put Bethesda on the map. Well, you know, and I think there's, I I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people behind that. Of course. You know, this thing. So, so we can't just say it's only him, but you know, he had a big part to play in it, you know, and then there are plenty of other people who have, you know, helped out with that. Well, I guess the question is, if you don't think Todd Howard should have got it, who should have got it? and, And people aren't really putting forward alternatives. 
So I can't necessarily just because I know I'm a fan of Fallout. We're all fans of Fallout and Bethesda, but I still think he deserved it. No, I agree. I mean, I, I like you said, I can't think of anyone who would be a better replacement for him. You know, mm, exactly right. I, I one person that I could think of and probably got the award um, is Ed Boon, like the creator of the Mortal Kombat series. Oh, that's a good one. He. He's probably a good. Oh, when you I guess. guess, I guess. Uh, I, I didn't. I don't know how much merchandising that Mortal Kombat had in the early '90s when it initially came out, but I guess. <laughs> yeah, but it has nothing to do with. It's not about the that. most recent game. It's about the legacy of this, the name. <laughs> I love that though because it had every fucking character. Well, do you know how many Mortal Kombat crossovers there have been though? No, Armageddon literally had every single character to date in the game. No, no, that was okay. This is this is actually funny that you mention it. There was a game called Mortal Kombat. No, what is it? It was on the PSP, so Maddie would love this. I I can't remember. It was. Oh yeah, hold on. I'll think of it as you guys talk. PSP. Oh, I'm supposed to talk now. Yeah. I can't remember it now. For example. Mm. Well, it's a double-edged sword with that because if they want to make more games or make games faster, inevitably they're going to have to increase the size of the studio. And is that going to change fundamentally what BGS is? It's it's a tough one. Yeah, no, true. Well, they do have the new yeah. studio now, so... That's good. But that's a big thing, Matty. That's 40 when, people. When, when an, yeah, when an indie game company has like six people to it, 40 is a lot. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Fuck, what was the game, man? I'm, I'm getting pissed off now. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking about Connor's fucking Twix rolling under the fucking <laughs> thing. Mortal Kombat Deception, sorry. So it had the character Shijinko, and then you it was like a world where you like explored and stuff. I played. And they also had the they had like two movies, right? One or two Mortal Kombat movies. Okay, the second one. I'm sure they were, but again, it's just the name of the the second one is notoriously bad. But the first one is actually good. Like yeah, I, but that's like the fun of them. That they're so like nineties bad. No, but you need no. You need to watch the first one. Watch the first one, and then if you watch the second one, you realize what I mean. The second one was shit. As, like you like it because it's a Mortal Kombat movie, but it is really a bad movie. It's it's fucking terrible. But watch the first one. I recommend it. Our podcast length. Uh, <laughs> Probably those not. just happen naturally. It's not yeah. like we intend to do those. 
So if a, if a podcast happens to be two hours long, you know, it yeah. just is. Like you know, gonna, we just go, we go off segments. So. We're not going to pad out a podcast just to re- yeah. reach a certain length. It's two, two and a half hours is incredibly long. Yeah, um, that's a lot. Like if we were going to have a target, it inevitably would probably be a shorter target because that would be an hour and fifteen minutes is like a solid time. Yeah, I would yeah. Or, but you know, again, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it, it's just too long, and also for us, it's to sit down for three hours. It it's a drain. It's a huge drain. So, wow! You're blowing. You're blowing cock. I'm just kidding. Wow. That, was, that was mean. People with their earphones on. Just I, say, I, have, I have no, no. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um. But yeah. An answer to the question. The podcast will be two hours plus if we have things to talk about. If not, they're probably going to be an hour to an hour and a half. Like this one, I think. I don't know how long. But the thing is now is that when we did those really long podcasts, they were in the time where we were speculating about Flight 4 and there was so much unknown. Now, there isn't really that anymore, you know? So, it, I, hold on, where are we going to do a new segment this week, Maddie? Isn't that... What's the new segment? Your, your brilliant idea was getting stories, like personal stories from people that watch us. Like, anonymous, oh, of course. Do we do that? Do we set that up? We, we didn't get one. Do we not? Let's tweet out real quick. Tweet no, out because then yeah. it, it's not anonymous. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Man, fuck. <laughs> Bye, Twix bar. <laughs> or embarrassing stories, like Matt's shit in the woods story. That was funny. That was legitimately yeah. funny. Or your Panera Bread story. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic. Yep. So what, what we may do is is maybe put something on sugar bombed or, or have something that did you can you just say Twitter bombed. Sh- sugar? Did I say? <laughs> I might have said Twitter bombed by accident. <laughs> I might have accidentally. Oh, okay. I, I probably misheard it. Sorry. I don't know. Hmm. Who who wants to finish off this podcast? I want to do it. I want to do it. Um, uh, I'm going to finish it off like I did uh, like my old YouTube videos. So I'm going to do that. <clears throat> All right, guys. But other than that, I will be back next week with some more <laughs> Battlefield 3 commentaries. Uh, <laughs> All right. And then I'm going to repeat myself like 11 times. So other than that, guys, I'm going to be back next week with some more Black Ops 1 commentaries. All right. Peace out. And then I would cut. <laughs>